Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Do you love the podcast content but are looking to get a bit more one-on-one strategy? If that is the case, I really encourage you to check out our monthly masterclasses. Each month, I dive into a specific topic that is going to help you and your dance studio reach the next level. So if you're interested in finding more about that, head to assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Again, each month is a specific topic catered to you and your dance studio all about how to grow and create a bigger, more successful, just more streamlined dance studio. And if that's something you're interested in, you can buy a one-off masterclass. So if you can sort of pick and choose to what topics suit your interests, or alternatively, you can sign up for our membership to our masterclass, which is a discounted monthly price. So whatever you are interested in joining us for, you can check that out at assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clary Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, I am diving into my top tips, my best strategies, how to start your dance studio. So you might be a teacher um, who's considering starting or opening up. You might be, you know, a new studio owner who's in the planning stages or potentially you've started and you just want to kind of check in and make sure you're on track. Um, Or you might be a current studio owner who's potentially considering starting a second location or adding to their business in some way. And it's might've been a long while since the last time you've been through this. So um, these again are just my suggestions, my best tips and strategies. So if you're interested in hearing more, be sure to stay tuned to today's episode. So starting a dance studio. It's a it's a big, a big topic. It is a big topic. Mariah, welcome. Hi. Sorry, I just interrupted already. No, no. <laughs> love that. We just had a chat about doing that more. Uh, it's a big topic and obviously something that you could potentially do like a 10-week episode yeah. special on. Uh, but today's will be a bit of like a general guide, general tips to yeah, start out. A bit of a crash course, basically. Yeah. Um, and again, this is relevant for someone who's considering starting, who's just started, who maybe has been going for a long time and considering starting a new location. Um, so going to go through some tips and strategies and provide a bit of context and some, Mariah's going to ask some questions, we'll get, we'll yeah. get sharing. So my first tip is to research and probably my most favorite stage. Mm. I love to research. I love tabs. I love looking. I love trying to figure out stuff and problem solve. So this is my happy place. So in terms of starting a dance studio or a second location or whatever, my first kind of step would be to figure out where is a good location, whether it be in your area, it might be out of your area, it might be far away from you. And it's not even necessarily a good location in terms of like ease for you. I mean, good location in terms of like student growth, like children dense populations. There's a lot of schools there. Yeah. Is there new developments going in? Like where is it hustling and bustling 
in some way that's like a drivable distance from you. Yeah. So often, well, in Australia, more often than not, a lot of times um, I've seen dance studios go in commercial spaces, um, like sheds and things like that, which makes sense because they are generally cheaper per square metre. But sometimes it's important to look out of the box and find you know retail spaces or like a, a combo style space that sort of might be still considered commercial but in more of a high flow traffic area or there might be like an area that might used to be really old or yucky and has had a bit of a resurgence or like a new school's going in or mm. new school's growing so there's going to be a big push and there's going to be a lot of kids coming so really be thinking about where is a good location not only in terms of like oh well, I live in this suburb so that's where I'll go yeah. but always be looking even if you're like oh maybe in the next five years I'd be interested in doing this um, always be looking around you what's happening is there a good place to start and then also like what is around so even though a suburb might be great there might be a bunch of kids if there's five dance studios there yeah, you, you could. There's really nothing stopping you. But in terms of there being like potentially too many competitors, mm. it might be something that's just not the right fit where you could maybe look for somewhere like five or ten minutes at sort of capturing a different group of kids basically yeah. and not – not that it's it's not all you know you you don't you're not only here to make friends but you know in general there's sort of like industry protocol yeah just respect yeah just respect if someone's been there for a long time you don't want to open up next to them yeah no one it's dumb and two it's yuck yeah don't do that <laughs> true you know what I mean yeah don't be that person don't be that person like I know for instance HOD like if you are a member Australian Teachers of Dancing that's who we do our syllabus with yeah if you are a member and you're like a paying member you do exams and stuff there is like a code of conduct mm. so you're not meant to like without like there's not like strict rules they're not gonna like boot you out but it's yeah. sort of like these are what we sort of expect mm. in terms of um our members being kind to one another yeah just something to consider yeah so yeah so what is around it also things like you know is it heaps of karate is, is there activities on that are going to be in conflict with what you're putting on or will it complement? So mm -hmm. really looking about that. And then there comes the space. So yeah. I know a lot of people, um, you know, think when they think of a dance studio, they potentially might think of, you know, a lease or a more permanent space that they set up or do a fit out. And I think that's great. Um, and if you have the funds to do that, awesome. There is also a lot of risk doing that straight up. And I'm a big advocate for starting smaller and growing and building your reputation and your name in an area before setting down permanent roots. Yeah. One, again, it just reduces the risk. And two, it allows you to kind of figure out like where you're sort of taking this before you actually um, make that big step. So yes, you could, I like for instance, I would more recommend starting in a hall or like a per hour higher space because you might even take off way more than you anticipated. So then that will affect the way, the type of space you look for. Like it, instead of looking for a space with one room, you might be looking for three. Yeah. Where if you were sort of starting brand new, like, well, generally you only need one to start, mm. but you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like COVID, like we no mm. one anticipated that coming. And not that I want to scare everyone into not ever taking any steps because sometimes you just got to take action. Yeah. Um, but I think it's 
where my best advice is always to just start slow and build Mm -hmm. and then get more of an idea um, and make an educated then guess versus just being like, this is my dream. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. What would you say like when you're trying to find a space, like what, what do you think, what to look for when you're finding a space? Like, you know, how many parking spots oh my God. they have. I was literally going to say more than the space itself, I look at parking. Yeah. That seems silly. Mm, but, but it's not. It's not because it creates such yeah. um, angst and anger yeah. from the parents. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yes, we've got to keep the kids happy in classes, but the parents are the ones that's, that are paying for it. Yeah. So I think, you know, if if you can, you want lots of parking, you want – like an area maybe that it's not hugely busy after school. Mm. So even if you are maybe more of an industrial area or you might be in a shopping complex, a lot of places close from five. Yeah. So I would suggest like, you know, not that you're in control of everyone around you, but if you could find a space where that's sort of happening, I think that's better than like a restaurant precinct where mm. everyone's fighting for car parks from that four or five o'clock time. Yeah, no. Um, and then... Yeah, parking is huge and then, yeah, like ease of access to mm-hmm. the building and also safety. So while I'm talking about like commercial, people thinking about industrial, if you're in a block of sheds where there is like cars everywhere and like tractors or um, like little exca- mm-hmm. excavators yeah, and about. those yeah. things, <laughs> like they pose a big risk if a kid was mm. to run out and not see. Like it, to me, it's just the stress of that is not really – it's not not even worth it's not attractive so yeah. if i'm looking for a new space obviously obviously if you set up and then someone moves in next door there's nothing really you can do about that mm. you just have to kind of take steps to you know ensure yeah. that nothing happens um but i mean when you're looking for a new space these are things that you need to think of yeah um when you're looking at a space looking you know if you're going to sign a lease what's there and what needs to be done so mm. you know does it already have air conditioning is it already painted? Are there floors there? Do you, is it just concrete? Like I think noise barriers between you and other tenants is really important as well because that becomes a real issue. So if it's like got a concrete ceiling or a floor or, you know, the, the walls are really insulated and it's, it's going to assist with providing um, noise protection, it just sort of helps with grumpy neighbours. Yeah. And again, not something that I ever thought – would be a problem but like I have had an absolutely psychotic neighbor and I can tell you it the the stress and anxiety it causes is really not worth it no so even though like oh like it doesn't really matter who your neighbors are yeah it does yeah you want to be friends with your neighbors yeah just saying yeah um so those are a couple of things to look for in a building Mm -hmm. and then obviously the dance space itself yeah but I feel I really do feel like people can adapt in most spaces yeah um do you safety requirements though like yeah um sprung flooring yeah you don't have to do like the target that everyone does mm. like we've done the more of like the planks with the spring that we've like sealed yeah with this disgusting smelling stuff um it's like a roller mm. painted on basically yeah but like that's at our clown studio that's held up so well yeah we've never resealed that mm. we probably need to which is just so sad <laughs> but it's 
doing well. And it's well. good, yeah. And it doesn't it, – it's wearing, but it's not flaking. No. Where I've been at studios before where it, like, flakes oh, off in oh, chunks. Wow. And then it, like, almost cuts you. It's the whole thing. Oh. Um, but, yeah, so just being – doing a lot of research as well. If you're going to DIY stuff – Yeah. DIY it right. Properly, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, with that in mind, if you're fitting out a space – really get a lot of quotes Mm. so recommended is like two to three quotes for every aspect so two to three quotes on air conditioning two to three quotes on floors two to three quotes on building walls two Mm -hmm. to three quotes on painting if you're going to do that like obviously you can do a lot of this stuff yourself but if you don't have time or again if you're away from wherever you're setting up these are things that you need to kind of take into account um and you need all this information as well. If, say, for instance, you're going for a loan, yeah, um, I, yeah, just depending on how you do it. Or again, if you're t- coming out of savings or making sure you can afford to do this, mm-hmm. something to consider. Um, yeah, so thinking about your budget, your rent, what it's going to be per month, uh, as well as any additional outgoings from a commercial space, the fit out, additional expenses. Like you could maybe ask the the landlord or the people who you're. Um, leasing off what what generally is the electricity bill or the water bill yeah. here like what are these kind of expenses <coughs> excuse me um or like some people look at purchasing properties themselves mm-hmm. like i guess where wherever you're listening to this, this is a different yeah. um situation a different situation like getting into commercial properties in australia is quite difficult from my understanding um in terms of borrowing like you can't really mm-hmm. Uh, where other countries it might be simpler. I'm not sure. So look at that and compare and think if it's going to be the right fit for you. But once I've done that budget, once I've figured out like what will cost me per month, what are my expected teaching costs, what are the expected other bills, how many students would I need to break even yeah. with that? So it's not about like, oh, you know, it'd be so great if I had 100 students mm. where if I need 120 to cover my bills – 100's not that great. No. Or the difference between like 30 and 60 yeah. or whatever that is. And it just really does provide a bit of an idea of like what is what is just bare minimum mm. versus what's nice to have. Where when you're, again, hiring from a hall, there's still expenses involved. You're only purchasing per hour. The, the output um, is just so much smaller and more manageable. And that's why I always think that's a a really great starting place if you're looking to build awareness and your brand in in any location. Yeah. Do you, like, like when you're first starting, like thinking back when you were, like, Mm. 19 or... Yeah, 19. (laughs) What were, like, what steps... So, obviously, you said to research everything first. So, Mm. when you feel like you've researched, you've you've sort of got, uh, like, a budget of what you need to cover costs and things like that uh, is your next step then like like your name like so I'm gonna gonna be straight up I didn't do budgeting at all when you when first, I first started yeah no. I was literally like let's open yeah, a studio I was like <laughs> I was like what's gonna be my name what's gonna be yeah. my colors yes yeah. what like you know all of that stuff <laughs> the fun we, stuff the fun yeah. stuff yeah this this is like thinking as well when we bought the studio last year yeah the sort of those steps that I yeah. did and kind of thinking I'm trying to give the listeners the the best action steps not mm-hmm. the most yeah. fun yeah the most fun is I reckon like all the branding yeah. and trying to figure out your business yeah like what will its name mm-hmm. be 
Does that have longevity? Mm. What are the colors? All of those things. Now, of course, if you have, the, again, the money to yeah. go to a branding specialist, stunning. Yeah. But when I first started, I literally, like, I did, I picked the name. Yeah. I don't honestly remember how. It even came no. about. I remember, I, like, I when I taught, I taught, like, when I was speaking, I always talk about how it's so important to have such a really good energy. It's yeah. important to take a good energy as a teacher into class. Yeah for the kids to give that to you back. And I just was mm. – that's a word that I do use in class mm. a lot. Um, so the name dance just, energy. Yeah. And I think when I first – I remember mum being like, oh, darling, if you have um, letters early in the alphabet, you're like higher on yellow pages. Mm. So yellow pages is like this business <laughs> refidex or white pages, I think. That was like this business refidex that everyone used to get delivered. Yes. So if – like yeah. people were looking for a dance school and they'd go to D. Yeah. And it was like dance. It was like someone with like dance nation would be after dance energy. But yeah. someone with like dance Alfred would be before. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so mum's motto was you don't want to be too far down the list because it doesn't matter if like you're True. better. Yeah. But again, this was quite old school. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. now it's different. Like socials and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, but then, but then like like legal side of things oh like, you've got to there's I did't even this is not even on my notes but you've got to like again in yeah. a, I'm talking about Australia mm. I'm sure there's sort of similar Different, things but yeah. you've got to register um ABN. your name you got to do ABN all of those steps and they all cost they're not hugely expensive mm-hmm. if you if you go and structure your business like a trust and stuff that is really expensive yeah that was something I already had in place um mm. I don't know why but my mum and dad had set that up for me as like a good life practice ah, like your yeah, um abn no no no. Oh. like i had so like my trust that i have is it's and it's not oh, like yeah. again maybe it's not like um a trust fund you know like <laughs> you see on like gossip girl and stuff it's just like it's like a legal way of structuring um names yep. in australia yep. yeah it's literally like there was no money in it it's no. literally just a name yeah mine is literally called the ceo trust because that's my initials that's so cool yeah. <laughs> so legal things. Legal. Would, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Again, you could get advice from a solicitor, but if you Google like what to do when you start a business yeah. in your country, there There's will a be a whole lot of things yeah, now. Because like most in Australia, we have like a tax file number, um, which is like a personal thing, mm. but then you get an ABN for a business number mm. and you do have to register your business name. Then it's also when you're thinking about your business name, like, um, looking now it's so important again like not the white pages anymore it's Mm. so important to have that that website and those social handles yeah before you go and secure all of um the legal name like you want to check it's available yeah you need to make sure that the name that you want is available like legally yeah um and also i know like again make sure in your country but then also do like a general search because sometimes there can be like a random company that's like super famous nothing to do with dance yeah. or whatever and if they are super litigious they will go you anyway because they don't want anyone mm, compromising their, their brand. brand so just keep that in mind but then even before you pay to secure that name check instagram handles check tiktok check facebook check the website um like domains Domain. So that you secure those first because almost you pretty much have to do it all at the same time. Yeah. So once you're happy with that name and you've done a look, Mm. don't sit on it too long as well because um, like research, if you keep researching the same name, uh, I don't know, I've been told that like 
they can kind of tell back end and then other people buy it and it's just like a whole thing and they'll they'll, they'll email you and go like I've had someone email me asking if I wanted to like danceenergystudios.com for like $10,000 and I was like no I'm okay well I think I bought .com now do I have yeah oh, sweet. I, I'm pretty sure you do sick um anyway so that's just something to consider that's like a real seems annoying but it is a thing um yeah so then your colors how how is that going to be uh you know taken in the community is yeah just thinking about how you can create a brand with longevity that is 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 a reflection of the type of dance studio that you want to have yeah so say you want to have a bit more of like a a ballet studio you're probably going to think about words and things that align with that and like images that align with that. Where if you're a hip hop studio, you're not going to have a picture of someone in a tutu no. as part of your logo. No. Um, so that's just something to consider. Um, and again, there's things like Canva and stuff nowadays. It's so great to be able to either create something your own, uh, on your own, or at least to play around with something yeah. to kind of mock up a version before maybe taking to a graphic designer. Yeah. Um, question mm-hmm. do you think it is a good thing or important like when you're starting out to maybe get a business coach oh yeah like would you recommend mm. that to someone that's like fresh like start like really just starting out yeah definitely or again it's just all about generally when we're starting a business we don't have a lot of money yeah so that's sometimes hard but in saying that i i have worked with clients before that they had funds available to them because they were still working their full-time job Mm. so they preferred to keep that job and that security pay for things like a business coach yeah to kind of walk them step by step to then set up the all all the other foundations of the business in terms of running the business this is just the this is not even thinking about that Mm. but that's not always possible for everyone yeah um if you can't afford business coaching i would suggest looking at Facebook groups on um, Facebook, Facebook and like joining those. There would be business networking events in your area, business networking, like sort of just groups that might do like a weekly, it might be a small cost or yeah. or free. Um, and as well, like I know through the Queensland government, you can utilise or access um, business coaching, like certain like four weeks, six weeks for free if you apply um, and you, you get approval. Nice. Yeah. That's obviously not available no. everywhere. No. Um, but that's but interesting, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or, or again, you might have like a family friend that might have nothing to do with um, dance industry but might be a really successful business owner. You might be able to get some sort of basic advice. Yeah. Like this is no offence but like generally people, you know, when someone gets asked, oh, I'd love to take you out for a coffee, you know exactly what they want. Yeah. They want free business advice, which is fine. Yeah. And it depends. If like if a really good friend asked me that, Hundred percent. But if a random asked me that, mm, I'd have to evaluate. Yeah, whether that's possible. But you just need to know if you're going to ask people that. Some people will say no, and that's Mm. okay too. Um, So, I guess once you have that information, it's really important about building awareness and starting um, in a space you're comfortable with. Whether that be full bang in a leased or bought property, or whether that's per hour. Even though I I still think the the most 
the, the wisest decision is to do sort of the, the less risky thing and then to start building your network. So the more that you can connect with um, people in the community, the more you'll be able to grow like the awareness of who you are, what you do. Um, and that might even include like applying for business awards and things, even if you're sort of starting out. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, you might have to, I think you might have to be in business for like a year or so, but pretty early on you can start doing that and building your, uh, you know, your name, name and your um, awareness. Yeah, just like your like your good name, I guess, in the yeah. community. Um, something that is really good as well is like approaching local schools and building relationships, collaborate with them where possible, mm-hmm. uh, and then turning to things like your website, your social media, and really focusing on that growth and how you can utilize that as best as possible to grow your business. At the heart of it, I think having a strong brand really helps. It's not the be all and end all. You mm. still need to have a really good product, um, but I think it's really important in terms of, you know, adapting with the times, looking modern, being something that's uh, like, yeah, what's the word? Like attractive to parents and students. Yeah. Um. So keeping that in mind like as well. How can you be that little bit different compared to every other studio in mm. the whole of your area? Yeah. Like what's something that you can do or, you know, maybe it's like in your branding, like you said, like making it more colourful or like just something that makes you stand or opposite, out. black and or white if everyone dark. is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just something that's t- like pushes you apart just a little bit to mm. um, get them at least interested or looking. Mm. And something I never even thought about as well is think about the acronym of your studio and how mm. around like our acronym is very similar to a couple mm-hmm. or one in particular in our area, which again, we don't have any problems with. Yeah. But I didn't think about that. Yeah. And now I'm like, ah, oh, drats. Yeah. But it's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and lastly, my tip was be slow to hire. So even though, yes, at some point you'll need other people to help you grow, of course, uh, Take on teachers not in a state of like being rushed or feeling pressure because often when we're stressed and we're just hiring because we feel desperate, Mm. it doesn't end up being the right fit. And I know that's so easy to say from the position that I'm in with a large team because I have been in positions where I've literally needed someone and I just don't have any other options and it's literally like they'll do. Yeah. And like they did to a degree, but it was never something that hugely benefited me yeah. in the long run. Yeah. I'm now of the motto, and again, it's because of the position that I'm in, to take on teachers before I need them. So yeah. if someone has a really interesting resume, even if I'm not looking for anyone, I will interview them. My studio manager will interview them. We will get them in for a trial or at least to like a relief to shadow a class or something, just to get a sense of who they are as a person, their teaching style, what we think they would be best at. Like completely open and honest with them. I never trick Mm. them. I always say there's nothing currently available. If you're interested in coming in for a trial, we'd love to see where you're going to fit best because this often leads to relief work. And seriously, we had someone apply for a job like the other week and we'd already filled the position and said, sorry, we'll let you know. Literally the next day we had to call her and be like, we need a relief, are you available? Yeah. She's like, yep. And now she's working for us every week because yeah. she was available and now we need someone else. Yeah. So it's not always – doesn't always work like that. And I, I, I do now think that, again, because of the name in our community, yeah. we are probably the biggest studio mm-hmm. in our area. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think, think that's probably – yeah, 
but anyway, in like we we're, we've been established enough in the community that if and as well if like a, if a new person comes to the area and types in like dance studio Sunshine Coast, mm. like our studio name will just pop up. Yeah. Where when I first started, it may, probably didn't yet. Yeah. I was pretty good at Google though when I first started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of my top tips. Okay. Good. I I don't have any other more questions. I sort of think they're like the starting points to at least think about. You know, and you could honestly spend months and years doing this. At yeah. some point, you've just, just if you want to do it, you, you, you just got you just got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't have a logo, you don't have a name, doesn't matter. You could just be dance studio like local area name until you figure it out. Yeah, and then your biggest advice is to start small. I think in terms of longevity, yeah, less risk. Yeah, in terms of yeah, not not having a, a negative effect as well, like. I would personally never like mortgage my house or no. where I know people who have. Yeah. And it's worked out fine in most cases. Yeah. Um, but that's, that was not something. And again, I, I did it when I was so young that I was still living at home. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's different circumstances. Oh, of course. And, and I'm sure if I, I don't know, well, I do know if I was starting, if I didn't have any of this and I was starting now. Yeah. My, the way I would do it is I would start in a, in a hall, a community hall that had good street frontage where I could put up, um, hang up a few signs and pay per hour. Yeah. Because if a class didn't fill, I can cancel. Yeah. And I'm not, I, it doesn't, it doesn't put so much stress on the situation that it's not enjoyable at all. Yeah. So you don't want to jump in and then it's like. Oh gosh! Well, you've got to pay from it from your savings or your yeah. or your partner's money or start asking friends and family. Like, yeah, no. yuck! Yeah. So, that's just my best advice. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, I hope that was helpful for some people. Um, but yeah, if not, sorry, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, be sure to reach out to us on socials if you have any questions or whether that provided any, like, sparked any ideas. For you or in you and yeah. be sure to let us know. I'd love to speak to potentially – we haven't had any interviews with like new people in forever mm. and it's something we've talked about kind mm. of getting back into. We just sort of had a bit of a break. Yeah. We're trying to figure out our new structure. Yeah. So I'd love to maybe interview a new studio owner or someone who's maybe interested in starting and do, do a bit of an on-air coaching. Yeah. So if that's you, reach out. Reach out. We want to hear from you. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.